Hi, I'm Skip Nipper. Welcome to my podcast where I tell you about Nashville's great baseball history and traditions. Shot to write a one-hop liner. Certainly about its past, especially about Tom Wilson Park, Herschel Greer Stadium, Sulphur Dale, but also a little bit about its present and future, too. Yes, he can. A mix the waist-high catch. And I introduce you to players, coaches, and other fans and their love for everything baseball. A high fly ball down the right field corner going way back. Hits a leadoff home run. I like to collect baseball memorabilia, specifically Nashville baseball memorabilia, like photographs or pennants, old baseballs, autographed baseballs, lots of things like that. And every once in a while, I come across a treasure And I don't know when, but I've had this in my collection for some time. It's a small piece, but it's a piece of cardboard, like a ticket cardboard. And on it, it says Nashville Baseball Association. Association is abbreviated, and baseball is two words. And it says ladies' season ticket. And in the background is, you can read that it says 1918. And it's got a a place where it says issue two. That part is not filled out. It's got number 228, so probably 228 of them and more were published. But it's got an interesting autograph signed by Clyde Shropshire. Now, it's an interesting autograph. He's got great penmanship, and um, it's been folded a little bit, but I keep it in a little holder that keeps it flat, and I'll hold on to that for as long as I can. There's no price on it. It may have been something that was handed out for free, and there's kind of a backstory to this that includes Clyde Shropshire. Now, it says 1918 on it, so that's the key time. So there is a baseball story to this. Shropshire was a notable attorney in Nashville. was well-grounded. He held prominent positions on the board of several businesses, was elected to the Tennessee State House of Representatives on November the 3rd, 1914, as a Democrat, and as a staunch supporter of suffrage. Now, suffrage is the right to vote. And as this time period unfolds, it was highlighted about women's rights to vote. He was also a supporter of prohibition, a tax equalization, and he served as Speaker of the House between 1917 and 1919. Not only was he a politician, well-respected attorney, he was a major stockholder and president of the Nashville Baseball Club, beginning in 1914, the year that he was elected to the state House of Representatives. Now, as voting rights for women began to gain steam in 1915, Shropshire showed his support for the movement with his best asset, his ball club. He designated that one of the games would be played on July the 23rd between Nashville and Birmingham would be Suffrage Day at Sulphurdale. And sports writer Blinky Horn posted the rewards for the players. So it was just not going to be a contest with the attendance dollars that came in going to suffrage. But also the players would have some incentive to play a good game. So Blinky Horn writes, but for those who happen to be Vols, that's the ball club, on July the 23rd, we'll strike it lucky for the suffragettes are going to stage a day all to themselves down in Sulphurdale and offer all sorts of prizes for the Vols who do certain things, certain things that help along toward the big end of the score. Now, Shropshire sweetened the pot by pledging $25 as special prizes paid to players. 
The first of either team to hit a home run would be awarded $10 and $5 each to the player with the first triple, the first run scored, and the first stolen base. He also announced the suffrage movement would receive a portion of gate receipts. He was quoted as saying a quarter of the receipts from the turnstiles that day will be turned over to the seekers of the vote who will use the fund to prosecute their campaign for the franchise. That was pretty generous, I suppose. But that was not all. Mrs. George Dallas, vice president of the Nashville Equal Suffrage League, headed up the day's event. She had a special booth constructed outside the entrance to the ballpark for patrons to purchase tickets. She saw to it that grandstand box seats were decorated in suffrage colors, yellow and white, and the ladies sold all sorts of concessions, cigars, peanuts, lemonade, popcorn, and the various substances obtainable at a baseball game. And we can only guess what various substances are. I'm guessing it would be cigarettes and things like that. But moving throughout the stadium to hand out flowers and explain the reasons why the voting franchise should be extended to the fair sex was also part of that. And the ball game itself took place, and Nashville won over the Birmingham Barons 6-3. to I can't find any mention of the amount of the proceeds. And perhaps as a gesture to Shropshire's endorsements, his daughter, his baby daughter, was selected mascot of the game by the Nashville Equal Suffrage Ladies. Now, the next season, another game was planned in support of suffrage, once again with the full support of Shropshire. Designated as Suffrage Day at Sulphurdale on August the 21st, 1916, yellow banners decorated the ballpark to commemorate votes for women. And ladies from the Equal Suffrage League sold tickets, soda pop, peanuts, and other concessions, and yellow sashes and streamers were part of the repeat celebration. This time, Nashville won over the New Orleans Pelicans, 6-1. to one. In addition to the event was the awarding of a cake to the ugliest and prettiest ball player, and one for the most popular fan. Can't leave the fan out. The cakes were on display in Nashville store windows in the days leading up to the game, and the fundraising endeavor was again noted as successful. The votes for Women's Day was inside and out, up and down, a climax of success piled mountain high. From an attendance standpoint, the affair swelled the coffers of the Vols and the Equal Suffrage League so that President Shropshire began to dream dreams of adding a wing to the family residence with a surplus change. The crowd was the largest weekday turnout, which has been in the Dell in many a moon, said the newspaper, and the share given to the ladies ran to a satisfactory figure. Not unnoticed was a banner suspended in the grandstand that drew favorable comment. It said, for the safety of the nation, to the women give the vote. For the hand that rocks the cradle will never rock the boat. Shropshire served in the state legislature beginning in 1915 and battled to approve the playing of baseball on Sunday. That was another hot subject. And when he was elected Speaker of the House on January the 1st, 1917, he solidified his standing beyond the ballpark, making a case for suffrage in affirming his support at the ninth Annual Convention of the Tennessee Equal Suffrage Association meeting held in Nashville's Hermitage Hotel on January the 5th. 
Women's suffrage, he declared, is the most vital question before the public today. Suffragism and temperance go hand in hand. The speaker mentioned the change of feeling regarding the granting of universal suffrage, and he declared that the women of the West elected President Woodrow Wilson and promised all the aid in his power to support the cause of suffrage in the legislature. A game designated for suffragists was repeated in 1917, with a game played on August the 16th, won by Nashville over New Orleans again, 5-3. to three. But there was no mention of the suffrage movement except for an article from the previous week that said, Arrangements for the annual suffrage game in Sulphurdale between the Vols and Pels, that's short for Pelicans, have been completed, and the Committee of Ladies in Charge promises to provide some novel features for the occasion. The game will be played on Saturday next, and in addition to cash prizes, cakes are to be awarded to the Diamond Athletes for sundry deeds of valor. The first home player to score a run will receive a prize of $5, the newspaper said, the same amount going to the first player who drives a runner in with a score. Cakes will be given to players who make the first hit, steal the first base, secure the first extra base hit, as well as to the Apollo and ugliest player on the two teams. Cakes were big back in those days, I suppose. And I guess the women, even though they were fighting for equal rights to vote, they still made cakes. Two weeks later, on January the 19th, a suffrage bill was passed in the lower house But on February 1st, the Senate failed to approve the bill by a 21 to 12 vote. My, how things have changed. And the efforts to bring a vote once again sat idle until April of 1918, when both houses passed the bill and it became ratified as the 19th Amendment on August the 18th, 1920, by the Tennessee House of Representatives. It should be noted, too, that the Speaker, Shropshire, had his eyes on the presidency of the Southern Association, and he also sought to become governor and confirmed his support of suffrage in his platform. I am an absolute, uncompromising believer in equal suffrage. I stand firmly upon our national and state democratic platform. I, for one, am not afraid to trust the woman with the ballot. God knows she is doing a man's full part in every vocation of life now. And if it were necessary, she too would take a rifle and stand shoulder to shoulder with our soldiers who are bleeding and dying that civilization may live. Of course, he's referring to World War I, which was taking place. On February the 12th, 1919, Shropshire resigned as president of the Nashville Club while retaining his majority interest. The previous year, he had opposed A.H. Roberts and Austin P. for the Democrat nomination for governor, and both he and Roberts lost to Austin P. When members of the Tennessee state legislature debated on whether or not to ratify the amendment, the state Senate voted, but in the state House of Representatives, the vote resulted in a tie. But a young man named Harry Byrne cast the tie-breaking vote. Acting on advice from his mother, Phoebe, Byrne voted to ratify the amendment. With Tennessee's ratification, the 19th Amendment became law ensuring that the right to vote could not be denied based on sex. So Clyde Shropshire was a champion of the women's suffrage movement, and he used his ball club to make that happen, issuing passes to ladies 
to attend ball games we know in 1918 and probably before and after that as well. So my cap's off to Clyde Shropshire for his part in women's suffrage and to all the women out there who not only support this country with their vote, but a lot of them like baseball too. 